0: Hey, folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're here with a Clean the Dream volunteer spotlight with Scott Robertson. Scott, welcome to the Articulate Fly.
1: Hey, great to be here. Uh, Excited to talk to you about this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have a tradition on the Articulate Fly. We always like to ask our guests to share their earliest fishing memory.
1: All right. Um, So earliest fishing memory. So I grew up in uh, Kailua Kona, Hawaii. Um, You know, I've I've got some kind of some real vague memories of like some charter boat rides and, and some stuff like that with my dad or some of his friends. Um, but one that I think kind of sticks out to me, uh, every year, uh, in the, in the boy Scouts, we used to do this little fishing tournament at the uh, Kona village resort and they had all these ponds and little waterways in there that would get, uh, kind of over, overpopulated with tilapia and, uh, not a very, uh, uh, beautiful story, but we'd use these, you know, bamboo rods, kind of almost like Tenkara fishing, I guess, uh, with just a line tied off on the end and then a, a hook and some bread. But it was, it was kind of one of those things year to year. It was like, we'd go there and you just catch a whole pile of fish and, and have a lot of fun. And, and we were kind of helping, helping that resort with the population control in the ponds.
0: Yeah. Very neat. When did you come to the dark side of fly fishing?
1: Oh, um, let's see. We moved to Colorado when I was uh, about 12 and spent probably two to three years still just spin fishing here. So I, I think I was about 14 or 15. Um, and that was actually a pretty cool story. I know, you know, my, I'd been fishing with my dad all those years and, and he switched over, uh, before I did. And then there was one day we were in 11 mile Canyon and, uh, you know, I was, I was down there spin fishing and, and he was on this hole and, uh, you know, the fish were just going crazy on the surface and he was pulling them out one after the other. And he looks to me and he goes, Scott, you, you got to get up here. He goes, you're going to catch a fish on a fly rod. I promise. I promise. Come over here. And, uh, and so he hands me his rod and, you know, Hey, just flick it out here. Watch the fly. Boom. Sure enough. There was one. Okay. And then, so, you know, him and I just spent the afternoon on that whole kind of posted up, just switch hitting and and having a really good time. And, you know, from, from that point forward, it was like, Oh, I, I need to get one of these.
0: Yeah. Very, very neat. And, you know, who are some of the folks that have mentored you on your fly fishing journey and what have they taught you?
1: um you know my dad was was definitely a big one he got me into it um but it was it was you know kind of funny we were sort of learning at the same time um you know i think he had done like a guided trip a little more experience you know than i did um and kind of got me set up and going but him and i both did uh it was the like nymphing 101 class through through anglers covey down here and i you know that was 21 years ago now so i don't remember who who the uh, guys were teaching that. But I remember that was a pretty big turning point and at least just catching fish on my fly rod, um, learning, you know, the proper setup and kind of going through the diagrams and, and, you know, just how the bugs are supposed to look underwater and how that's all supposed to work. And so knowing the mechanics then at that point, um, really helped just going out and doing it. Um, you know, from there, uh, probably, you know, Kramer, um, running into him up in, uh, up in uh, Fort Collins at CSU, um, him and I started going out fishing together a bunch. And, and there was, you know, a lot more, I think, stealth tactics and, and you know, some just different presentation, um, you know, some different tricks and stuff I'd kind of picked up from him and, and him and I would go out a lot together. Um, you know, aside from that, just a, you know, a lot of trial and error too on my own, figuring out, you know, what would work, what wouldn't work um, spending a lot of hard days, <laughs> spending, you know, 45 minutes getting a rig tied up. And then, uh, um, just, just to have it break off, you know, I think actually, um, Kramer was the one that showed me, uh, you know, using your hemostats to tie all your knots. And I think that really sped my game up probably, uh, you know, just him more frustrated, like, Hey, hurry up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. So, you know, I'd say probably, you know, my dad and, and Kramer has been two of my best fishing friends, you know, through this kind of my bulk of my fly fishing, uh, career, if you want to call it that.
0: Yeah. And I think too, I mean, you're incredibly fortunate. I mean, a lot of people don't live close to uh, a fly shop and you know, you've got a handful of great shops where you are.
1: Oh yeah. No. Um, you know, I'm, I'm (laughs) just down the road from, Uh, angler's cubby, probably, probably a little too close for, you know, my, my checking account comfort, but, um, there's, uh, then, you know, the peak fly shop, there's one in Woodland park, and then there's, you know, one just in the middle of town down here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a plethora of, of different spots to go, you know, just really within minutes from, from my place. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so how did you meet Landon?
1: Um, well, I met Landon through Kramer and, Let's see. That was oh, probably eight, nine years ago, maybe a little longer. We went out. Um, uh, I think it was in February. Went up to the Dream Stream, and I think Landon was getting some pictures for a High Country Angler, and and so we spent the day fishing up there. Um, I think we did get chased off by the wind that afternoon. It was a particularly blustery day, but um, that was my first time, you know, getting to meet Landon, and then. Uh, spoke with him, you know, I guess more frequently throughout the years, as as uh, you know, just being friends with Kramer, and then once this uh, Clean the Dream started, um, you know, it's I've spent a lot of time talking with Landon, planning this thing, uh, you know, over the last seven years here, and and you know, our friendship has really grown um, through this with the Clean
0: the Dream. Yeah, and so you know, how exactly did you get involved with the event?
1: Um, well, it started with uh, Kramer you know, just kind of called me up, said, Hey, you know, I pitched this idea to Landon. he's in, um, you know, would, would you be there to, to help me when we kind of get this whole thing set? And you know, I was like, it was a no brainer. I said, of course, um, you know, so that was, that was kind of how I got into it. Um, you know, I didn't realize from year one, kind of what this was going to become, you know, I I'd never thought of myself as like a, a key volunteer. It was just, you know, Hey, we're, we're, we're all here to help out. And then, you know, just, uh, kind of kept coming back year after year.
0: Yeah. Very, very neat. And so what have you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably you do a little bit of everything, but give folks an idea of what you do in a general year on clean the dream.
1: So, you know, it's, it's definitely morphed a lot over the years. So, you know, that first year, I think there was maybe about 20 of us, uh, all together that showed up. Um, so, you know, it was a kind of a quick, we all met in the parking lot and then uh, um, we uh, branched out from there and kind of just as, you know, okay, we'll take this section. All right. You take this section, you know, branch out and go, um, you know, and then as, as more and more people have, uh, have started attending and showing up, I mean, now it's like kind of all I can do to, to help, you know, check everybody in, run some traffic control, kind of get the, the, the whole thing off and running um, before it settles, settles down and and we still get out and, and, you know, go clean up and hit some of the different spots, but it's branched out so much farther. I mean, now we're more, you know, Hey, we've got a ton of people on the river. Let's go down to 11 mile. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you know, it's just getting up early, um, helping to set up, you know, we, uh, we kind of, uh, loan, um, you know, the easy ups, tables, chairs, bring all that up there, get those all set up in the morning, um, help land and lug around the, the, uh, all the, the raffle prizes. It, it's kind of amazing how many trucks it takes to get (laughs) all the stuff up to that uh parking lot to set up the event and then you know tear it all down afterwards and you know run over to uh um cpw return some of the their buckets and grabbers and that kind of stuff you know one year cpw was shorthanded so you know we all ran over and and you know helped load all the trash into their compactor so it just it kind of varies but you know it's uh a lot more, I'd say kind of the management into the, the event now than, you know, just hands on.
0: Yeah. And so what kind of brings you back year after year to, to volunteer for Clean the Dream?
1: Well, um, you know, I mean, I, I I love, uh, kind of all the, the waters that South Park has to offer. Um, you know, the, the Dream Streams kind of been a big part of, you know, my fly fishing, uh, my fly fishing journey for the last, you know, 20, 21 years. And so um, it's one of those things, you know, I just feel compelled to to want to get back to that. Um, you know, I've got a, a two and a half year old son now and and I want that resource to be, um, you know, in the same shape it is now for me um, as it would be for for him, you know, in, in 10 more years.
0: Yeah. And I know too, you know, I, you know, it's kind of neat when you have the ability to fish a, a piece of water for a long period of time, like you have, you know, how have you seen the dream change over the 20 or so years you fished it?
1: Um, well, I mean, there's, there's it's kind of changed in a lot of ways. I mean, I've seen a lot of, you know, just natural changes. You know, there's been um, big storms, flash floods that'll, you know, move different logs and features around in the river. So, you know, you might come, come after a storm and, and, you know, the kind of the landscape of the river is totally different than it was just a, a week ago um you know there's been some some man-made changes some rehabilitation projects down above the the uh bridge uh at the parking lot we all meet at um they've done some some rehabilitation there and even some of that's you know degradated and washed out over the years but uh i mean i think the biggest thing has probably just been you know the angling angling pressure you know from 20 years ago to now um i think you just see I think the fish are just a lot more pressured. Um, you see a lot more people out there, which you know isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's great that everybody's getting into the sport and, and coming out and enjoying it. And it's a beautiful piece of public land that that we can all do that on. But you know the the numbers of people have definitely definitely increased. That's um, been kind of the one consistent you know thing from from when I started to now.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too, right? Because there's a whole opportunity to educate people to support that many folks on the water. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, having that many people brings a lot more trash. So that makes the event all the more impactful. And, you know, if I'm if I want to come at eight o'clock in the morning on the 27th of August, you know, what can I expect to do at Clean the Dream?
1: So um, when you first show up, I think you can expect to, to grab a donut and a coffee or some OJ. Um, you'll meet with either myself, uh, my dad, Landon, um, we're there with, uh, different maps, uh, of each of the, uh, state parks in, in South park and, um, probably direct you out to, um, you know, one of the nearest parks. Uh, we usually talk with CPW first and get, you know, kind of get a beat on, on where some of the worst areas are. And we try and send folks out to, to target some of those areas. Um, you know, and if, if you don't feel like taking a jaunt, we'll, we'll say, Hey, you know. And just run up and down the river here and, and look for what you can find.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, the, ra- it's at eight o'clock on the 27th of August, what's the rallying point? Where's everybody going to meet before they disperse?
1: So that's the the bridge lot for Charlie Myers, uh, state wildlife area. So as you're, as you're coming down the road there, I'm sorry, I don't have the road number, uh, memorized in my head. I know I, I come in on high chaparral and, and, you know, essentially just makes a little jog and takes you straight there, but, um it's it's that that first lot right there by the uh, bridge where the river goes under the road, and uh there'll be some banners up, you'll see tents up, um you'll see cones, a bunch of people so it's it's impossible to miss if you're if you're heading that way um and yeah that's that's how you where you'll find us,
0: yeah, and so what I'll do is I'll drop a link with the poster um in the show notes and that'll give people all the information and if I remember correctly from talking to Landon, you know you don't need to register you know, you can just show up and you guys will have tools. Maybe people want to bring work gloves, but it's basically as much time as you can give us on the 27th, we'll be more than happy to take it. Right.
1: Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, no registration needed. You just show up. Um, you know, f- funny enough, it's like we get anglers that are, that are coming to, you know, just fish for the day and they see the event happening and they're like, Hey, we're, we're going to drop our stuff for the day and we're going to come help you guys out. So yeah. Um, no, no commitment ahead of time needed. Just um, show up and yeah, we'll have uh, grabbers, buckets, trash bags. Um, I'd say bring your own gloves. Um, I don't think we've had the gloves in the past, but uh, not a bad idea to have those on. And then I would say bring bug spray. Um, that's always probably one of the, the bigger complaints, especially when you get down by the reservoirs or, you know, some of the areas, more the, you know, frog water areas and the um, grass and stuff like that. Uh, the mosquitoes can be nasty. So I would definitely say um, bring some bug spray
0: and and plan to use it. Yeah. And then the great thing too, right, is you kind of work and then y'all come back together and you have a great barbecue lunch and, you know, Landon's gathered all these great prizes from all the sponsors, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, I'm amazed at what the sponsors kick in, um, every year. And so there's a, there's a great raffle at the end. Um, but you know, kind of in that time as everybody's filtering in, um, you know, we stack all the trash in the trailer provided by Parks and Wildlife, we, we usually take a big group photo in front, celebrate, you know, what we accomplished for the day. Um, Landon's friend, Jack's there. He, uh, cooks up a big barbecue for everybody. So we've got about a, you know, hour, hour and a half at the end of the event. It's kind of a big social hour. Um, it's a great chance to just meet other anglers, um, you know, other like-minded, you know, folks in this community, um, you know, just kind of hang out, have a good time. We eat food and then, uh, raffle off a bunch of great prizes.
0: And very, very neat. And, you know, before I let you go this evening, Scott, you know what's the best way for folks to follow your fishing adventures and all things clean the dream.
1: So for for all things clean the dream, um, I'd say uh, you could you know either at Landon Mayer Fly Fishing, Fishing dot com, at Clean the Dream um, on Instagram, uh, at my friend Kramer on Instagram. And then, if you're you're interested in my my own adventures, um, I'm at Whiskey Riffle on Instagram.
0: Uh, well, there you go. Well, I'll drop all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, Scott, uh, I really appreciate you spending some time with me, and I look forward to meeting you in person on the 27th.
1: Yeah, I look forward to meeting you as well. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's been a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Take care. You too.